And now we turn our attention to faith of our leaders and our leader that we're talking to and about tonight is Solima Baila. Good evening to you, sir, and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Thank you very much, my I suppose before we even continue, I must say congratulations are in order for your uh, position as General Secretary of the South African Communist Party. How does that feel? Mr. Mabaila? Yes, Yes, I was asking about your new position of General Secretary of the South African Communist Party. How does that feel? Ah, no, that's okay, mate. Um, of course, it's a difficult position, uh, but um, uh, it's, a, it's a position of uh, basic impressions that uh, our working class are dealing with every day. So to that extent, um, one will try his best to fulfill the mandate given by Congress. Yeah. What's your relationship like with Dr. Zamande? No, the relationship remains excellent. There's always been a good relationship. Yeah. And we accept you to be like that way uh, throughout the term of office. As you know, he's now uh, the chairman of the party. So it's basically number two, the immediate person to consult on issues uh, facing the party. So um, it's just a sorting of decision. Uh, when he was in government um, and uh, General Secretary was in government, I was full time, basically. Uh, doing this duty as well. Yeah. So, yeah, it's more or less on the same uh, 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 ground. It's just that uh, final responsibilities have changed. Yes, indeed, indeed. All right. Uh, congratulations once again, sir. Let's let's now talk about your faith. Are you a person of faith? I can hear well, mate. Are you a person of faith? Yeah, of course. Uh, no, of course, mate. I mean, uh, generally, when you grow up in South Africa. Uh, in many instances, we're bound to, and we grew up uh, within uh, different religious communities, mm. largely, and of course there are other faiths. So I grew up within a, a Christian environment. Okay. Which Christian community did you spend your faith with? Uh, well, when I, I, I grew up, my mother was going to uh, St. John Church, so we were all, all going to the St. John Church uh, in Katlewong. Yeah. Um, but also, later on, I stayed with um, uh, more the Catholics, because when I was in the student, uh, in the youth organization, um, we were running away from the police, and um, we ended up staying at the Roman Catholic Church. Yeah. Uh, in Togoza with uh, Father Peter Wattop, so he's the one that took care of us, of, of us, and we became much more closer um, uh, to the Catholic faith. Yes. But also we left and, and stayed with uh, Bishop Ndamdan of the Methodist, so we also stayed there as well. So it depended sometimes where we were, but all the uh, Christian faith, uh, when I was, uh, for instance, um, in Swaziland, I, I, I stayed with the bishop who was a, a, a reverend within uh, the Lutheran Church. Um, but also we worked with other different faith uh, organizations, but all within the Christian community. So there wasn't a problem necessarily to, to adjust. Uh, from one faith to, to the other, yeah. to, to observe uh, uh, practices there and there on their their, their ceremonies. But 
largely the same uh, kind of framework. Yeah. Um, the Bible being the central uh, uh, document, yeah. and the largely the interpretation being the same. Yeah. I I I am hearing you speaking about how you were living with your family, and you took the faith of your family, lived with this community, you sta- took that faith. You, it doesn't appear as though you have a particular faith that is your individual faith, your choice. The overriding Christian faith was the dominant uh, 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 faith um, in me. But of course, like I say, uh, my family was with uh, St. John. Mm. Um, but also some of the other family members followed their own faith. My sister, for instance, uh, the, the second that I come after uh, is with the Zion Christian Church, mm. uh, ZCC. So it, it, there, 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 there hasn't been too much um, compartmentalization of this particular special faith. Um, we're able to proceed with prayers uh, in every kind of faith that uh, we find ourselves in. That's that's what I'm suggesting. That you're a pr- pluralist. You take whatever faith, as long as it's called a Christian faith, you follow anything. Am I following you? Yeah. Well, yeah, and actually that's the point. Within the, the Christian faith, yes, um, there's been adaptability. Oh, you, you call it adaptability? <laughs> Mr. Opaila? What is about, about, about adaptability? Eh? You're saying it's, ad, you're calling it adaptability? Yeah, in a sense, but <laughs> so all the time, whatever we state, um, it was okay to proceed the uh, the dominant faith. Uh, um, I mean, for instance, when we were with the Roman Catholic Church, um, we, we we literally followed almost everything. Um, and it wasn't like this is not uh, for our faith, uh, and therefore can't do. So we proceeded and functioned in that particular environment, uh, also out of um, respect for. Uh, the reverence that were protecting yes, us yes. Uh, in different uh, uh, environments, but otherwise uh, adaptability uh, was quite common uh, amongst us. I mean, there's another one that um, Mr. Mabote is late, as well as Father Peter Hotop uh, is late. Also, he followed his own um, uh, uh, church within the African uh, Christian religion uh, uh, component. Uh, one of his sons, um, in fact, two of his sons, where we later on where we were together in MK. Um, we also followed him uh, when we were staying with him, uh, because when we were underground, he was the one taking care of us. Uh, another one, of, also the same faith, but different church, that uh, is uh, still alive. Uh, we also followed the same thing. So the bottom line is that within the, the Christian faith, we, we found comfort and uh, we're able to to proceed and without necessarily uh, compartmentalizing this. But when one was back at home, we followed the St. John Church. Christianity is rather fragmented. It has various streams that are not similar one to the other. Quite frankly, some are dissimilar one with the other. And yet here you are, taking the St. John's guys first and then the Catholic and yet St. John left the Catholic Church. And it, it would appear as though um, the doctrinal persuasions of these various churches you don't take into account. As long as it's the dominant faith in your environment at that time, you'll follow anything. 
Yeah, that's uh, exactly what, uh, uh, what happened. Um, but of course, going on ourselves, um, uh, when we were in uh, in, in MK, um, the the chaplains had not followed. They did not follow a particular uh, a faith. This were just uh, a church uh, uh, or Christian service for all members. So that further consolidated that posture. So it wasn't really a problem, um, and I don't think I have a problem necessarily with any other uh, a faith person. So you 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 don't really have a faith of choice. You will go with whatever again that is dominant in your environment, which then leads me to wonder: Are you a person of faith, or are you fluid, spiritually fluid? Yeah, uh, maybe you, you you put it better, uh, uh, fluid, spiritual fluid. Maybe we could we could leave it at that. Um, yeah, uh, of course. On the one hand, as a, as a Marxist, I've also embraced a lot uh, the scientific outlook to society as well, uh, without rejecting my faith per se. Okay, so does you you also said at the beginning of our conversation that your the bible takes a central position in your life is did i hear you correctly can you repeat yourself my you you said at the beginning of our conversation the bible takes a central position in your life did i hear you correctly yeah of course of course and and the bible yeah and and the bible has a, a, a very interesting take on life and that take is mainly that of faith walking by faith and not by sight taking decisions not because they are scientifically prudent to take but purely because you believe and now you're talking about science that's rather contradictory isn't it no it's not contradictory uh, you see when we we when we we we, we, we trained for armed combat um we dealt with many other issues, uh, the basics of uh, science, the makeup of, just uh, as an example, uh, a bullet, uh, its chemical composition. And that assisted you to understand that when you are facing the enemy, you don't necessarily think that um, um, you will survive just because you will train, yeah. because you are going into a combat. So there's a scientific element of it. It assisted you, one, uh, and not to be carried away by a blind faith, but to appreciate a deeper sense of uh, a meaning of the super being, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, 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 the religion and the scientific elements of a daily existence, and to understand at what point you may call for your super being. So this has been the relationship um, that assisted one to, to survive uh, that particular environment. Otherwise, um, I mean, that, that training was very important for us because if you know uh, some of the people that uh, 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 we killed uh, either in battles and so forth because they did not make a distinction between the scientific elements as well as faith. And they also misrepresented the relationship between the two. So I never did that. So I keep my faith and have a scientific outlook to society as well. Let me give you other scientific examples that slightly contradict faith. 
or faith contradicts science in this regard. One faith's famous example is that of this Jesus walking on water. Surely gravity is going to swallow you. It's going to bring you down. You cannot possibly walk on water. You can walk on ice, but not on water. And yet, the Bible suggests that Jesus walked on water. You cannot really believe in the Bible if you believe in science and gravity forcing you to the core of the earth. And that's not possible to walk on water, scientifically speaking. Isn't that true? Well, you know, I, I visited the Red Sea um, not long, uh, about a few years ago. And um, it was very important to, to be in the Red Sea, to swim in the Red Sea, uh, to swim deeper in the waters and feel um, um, the gravity, the different gravity for, the gravitational force within uh, the Red Sea. And I've seen there, for instance, um, the role of um, uh, salt in that particular water um, um, uh, around Yemen, but on the side on the side of Eritrea, and it gave me a fuller understanding of that notion uh, from uh, the point of view of um, a, a religious uh, conception of um, Jesus walking on water and several other things. I mean, uh, uh, even now, uh, when I continue to engage with um, uh, the miracle section. Uh, in the Bible uh, and the realities today, I make that the, the different distinction between that time and the scientific development of that time and the scientific development of now. And I do follow as well sometimes um, if you take into account uh, a number of uh, uh, books written, uh, for instance, uh, what, what is the, I, I can remember the, 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 the author of this book, and it talks to uh, hundred contradictions in the Bible, for instance, and you look into the scientific and 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 um, religious uh, expressions of those differences, and understand what could science have done to to interpret those developments at the time if those things have happened today. So it is that space that has assisted one. Uh, to survive, not much to question those who wrote the Bible at the time, who interpreted development at the time, that they did not know, I mean, even today, uh, in the uh, extreme scientific world, with this capability, uh, having science into the terrestri- terrestrial space. Are you saying, Mr. Uh, Paila, that and at the Red Sea, as you call it, uh, it's possible to walk on water? Not entirely, but it's possible to, to go deeper into that ocean. Um, in fact, uh, on our arrival there, I was with uh, Comrade uh, Alex Mashiu, and we saw one guy right in the middle of the Red Sea holding a bicycle. And we were kind of, gosh, what's happening? Uh, why this guy is uh, walking right in the middle of the sea? Only to find that... Uh, he was walking. The nature walking in the in the sea, uh, but uh, <laughs> with water above his waist, but holding a bicycle. No, 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 so, Mr. Rafael, I'm asking, was he walking yeah, on no, water? No, no, but on top. But yeah, he no. Sea, <laughs> so Rafael and I said, how can you cross this? Uh, this uh, yeah, look, we, we, we cross rivers yeah. all the time, Mr. Rafael. That doesn't yeah, mean we're walking on water. That, I'm not talking about the river, I'm talking about the sea, the Red Sea. And this is where uh, uh, this this particular issue actually um, 
uh, on the Red Sea is spoken about. If you have uh, visited that area, you have a different outlook to to to, to the posture uh, of this particular uh, uh, question. But of course, to the extent of um, the ability of Jesus Christ to do the certain things that uh, uh, he would have done, yeah. um, it, it uh, literally left to the religious space uh, from my side. Yeah, uh, totally unscientific. Let's, let's, let's talk about some of the things that are happening in South Africa right now. You, as the, the, the communist parties, you, are, you guys are one of the people that really railed against forgiveness. And and I say this in the context of the murderers or the alleged murderers of Krisani. Every time I've spoken to you in the anniversary of the killing of Krisani, the only thing you've always said to me is no forgiveness. And yet your Bible teaches forgiveness. How is that possible, sir? Forgiveness also has to do, in this case, with a sense of remorse. Because, for instance... Uh, your Bible doesn't uh, say forgive when they are remorseful. There's nowhere in your Bible where it says forgive those who are remorseful. In, 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 in this case, we're, in practical, we're dealing with a practical situation. We are told, for instance, that we must just forgive Janus uh, Walus and, and walk away. And yet, the point we've been making, and we insist on this point, he knows about it, we have said show remorse, and if you show remorse, uh, we have no problem. But Where in your Bible does it say he must matter. show remorse, Mr. No, no, no. We are not, an applica- we are not applica- applying a, a, a religious connotation. We are applying a scientific connotation, a reality, and it's not alleged. He's been tried on this matter. He accepts responsibility that he did this. That is why he applied for the parole. But he, he, he jumps the steps. He doesn't want to, to deal with victim of vendor uh, dialogue process because of his disdainful. So in that kind of uh, disdainful attitude, you don't impose uh, religious connotations. So your your faith is applied selectively. Some places your faith applies. In some places, no, your faith doesn't apply. Science applies. No, I, it, it, it's not like that. It's not uh, uh, the, the, way, the way you are putting it because you are taking it out of context, out of reality. Okay, put it back into that the context. I said from the beginning, the application, the, the scientific outlook to society, it's important. It doesn't uh, make you uh, idealistic in a sense that uh, you, 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 you disregard the truth, you disregard reality. Uh, science itself has got fundamentals and along those fundamentals is the reality, uh, the concreteness. So it is in that regard when we deal with the concreteness of this guy that is so disdainful, so disrespectful, so undermining, that we 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 we, we have had uh, several members within the family, for instance, of the army, uh, indicating that they want to move on and so forth. But this guy has continued to show us the middle finger together with the family. And it is in that regard that we, the issue of seeking the truth out of what happens that he rejects is the basis why he has remained in prison. And I'm, I must indicate my this is completely unfair that we are asked as if we have kept this man in jail when he has kept himself in jail because <laughs> he rejects to tell the truth. 
Yeah, I, I understand. Whatever happened to turning the other cheek? Turning the other cheek speaks to somebody who slaps you and you give him the other cheek to slap you. If he has done something wrong, you let him give that's you the middle really, finger. That's, that's not the reality of struggle now. The reality of struggle is to end uh, this subjugation that people want to subject themselves to. Uh, the colonizers who took away our lands, uh, they did it on that basis. In fact, yeah. they also used to a greater extent uh, religion as a basis for their conquest. Now, it, it can no longer happen like that because we also are religious. We also know uh, the value of religion. We also know uh, 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 practicing religious people in our own right. So we understand when they are wrong and when they are unfair, when they are unjust. And there's no uh, 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 service to God or, or, or any form of religion that uh, uh, entrusts injustice. That is why we condemn that, we reject that. That is why we've had the development of um, uh, 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 development of uh, uh, liberation theology in the world, precisely because the Christian community itself or the religious community itself, at a particular point in time, realized that to continue to subjugate and oppress people in the in the name of religion was completely incorrect, and they launched a movement against that. We've seen the religious thing. I'm not quite sure how you would advocate for a sense of justice, Mr. Mabaila, and yet your Bible is one of the most unjust documents in living history. It is excruciatingly anti-women. It is excruciatingly anti-black. Unfortunately, it is pro-slavery and painfully patriarchal. How do you speak of justice and yet your Bible has these unpatriarchal palatable characteristics. That is why um, uh, even today, the worldwide, uh, many religions, Christian religions, for instance, have adopted the, the, the Bible to new policies in line with different uh, uh, denominations on the basis of development in society, on the basis of unjustness that they've seen. And in doing so, they have never become anti, anti-Bible or anti-faith but they've continued to practice within a new framework, and hence those connotations, uh, the, the uh, different denominations, for instance, have started having uh, women as, uh, as, as pastors, as uh, reverend, and so forth, as leaders of different faiths. Women can also lead their, their, their own religions. So many others are passing that stage. Uh, they are no longer uh, using particularly the old component uh, or, or the old testament of the, of the Bible yeah. to enforce unequalness in society. So there's the reality, even even this it's, uh, itself is practiced uh, uh, by Christian religion. I mean, for instance, a couple of weeks ago, the faith, uh, I mean, the, the, the Pope, uh, who leads one of the biggest uh, uh, religious denominations, was in, in Canada, for instance, where he also apologized for the wrong things that the church has done there. So uh, as, 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 as he does that, he has prescribed a new policy within the Catholic Church against injustices. So it is those, those are concrete realities that the, 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 the religion itself has been adaptable to different spheres. But there are those that, for instance, continue to use religion to oppress others even today. And there are others who are resisting against that. And that should be because there is no way in which you could allow any human being to oppress another in this day and age.
and and yet your bible is pro oppression of one human being against another i want us to talk about That's some wrongly interpreted uh, poorly and wrongly interpreted the new one has, has, has uh, thrown off those connotations I'll give you one simple text that is not subject to anyone's interpretation. This is a text in the New Testament where the Apostle Paul says, Slaves, obey your masters. Surely, that is wrong. There shouldn't be slaves to begin with, let alone having to force a person to obey another person without the freedom of choice. I think today you'll never find um, a pastor pr- uh, uh, preaching that uh, in his or church. Well, you do. Because I, uh, they become obsolete. You, you do find pastors who are still preaching that very same Bible, sir. And again, that is not subject to interpretation. That's a verse in your Bible. Slaves, obey your masters. Unless you're suggesting we should delete those verses. They are completely unacceptable. We, 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 you, you ignore such. It, it is relevant uh, uh, to today. And your ignorance of that doesn't necessarily make you anti-religion or anti-Bible. Actually, those who are pro-Bible are suggesting that the Bible is the word of God and you cannot alter it. They quote texts that suggest that you shall not add or subtract from the text. Are you suggesting that we should subtract uh, now? That's blind faith. That's not what I think. Uh, That's what the uh, text says, sir. Do not add or subtract. Yeah, I'm saying it's blind faith. It's blind faith. I'm not going to argue about what's written in the Bible. And, 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 and not that. I'm not going to do that. And I think you should not do that either. What I'm trying to interpret to you is the fact that all religions have adapted to the new realities. And there's no one uh, uh, in the in the top denomination that can continue to preach such kind of uh, uh, verse in the Bible, for instance. You're saying all religions must adapt to new realities. Yes, of course. Okay, all right. Um, th- 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 not too long ago, um, a few minutes ago, actually, I spoke to MEC Guazim Shengu, MEC for Education KZN. They have a problem there with uh, learners who are presenting with. Uh, a well, a number of problems. One of those problems is some learners are responding to ancestral calling, and some learners who are not um, of that persuasion find this rather disturbing, and they believe that to be demon possession. What is your take? Yeah, that's quite unfortunate. I mean, uh, if it's interpreted in that form, and I've yet uh, a little bit of that. By a response from uh, one of the reverend you were uh, um, talking to, I don't know if it was Reverend Mishra. That's correct. Yes. Yes, uh, it's one of those kind of reverends that completely ignores a uh, existing reality. For instance, he doesn't even have the same, he has a, a, a biblical approach uh, to the question of Israel-Palestine conflict, and uh, it, it has completely uh, uh, out of uh, reality. Uh, so that's blind faith, uh, if you follow it uh, in that way. In terms of the liberal constitution in our country, it will allow anyone to practice the religion of their choice and not to be discriminated on the basis of religion of their choice. So there can be no such policy that discriminates anyone's faith and religion, and therefore that policy be correct. So in that in that regard, the issue is to preach tolerance 
and to understand that uh, your faith may not be my faith. So, sorry, Mr. Apollo, that, that's, that's not true. There, there is no such thing in our constitution that you cannot discriminate. It speaks of unfair discrimination. There are lots and lots of forms of discrimination that are permitted by the South African constitution. What the South African constitution forbids is unfair discrimination. Yes, it's in the Bill of Rights. Uh, 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 among those rights is the right to religion, to our faith. So, uh, and that, 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 that right, sir, can be discriminated right. against. Remember, there's Section 36 in the Constitution which affords the appliers of the law to weigh those liberties and decide which liberty will be enforced and which one will be infringed upon. Yeah, that's fine. In terms of policy, that's okay. All I'm saying is that if you go deeper into the, the foundation of, of, of that particular policy, you cannot uh, enforce that discrimination. If those people were to take up this matter to uh, the Equality Court or to, the, uh, to be adjudicated by the Human Rights, you'll find that the Human Rights uh, Commission may agree that uh, they cannot be discriminated against. That can be unfair discrimination if that's the faith that they practice at home. So the issue is that in their collective setup, you may find that overwhelmingly the school uses this particular setup. This is the point that I think uh, uh, Reverend Misha was trying to say, because, you know, when we grew up in this country, when we were going to school in our areas ourselves, the first thing you did at assembly was religious, uh, uh, was the reading of the religious uh, uh, script and, uh, and, and an explanation uh, by one of the teachers. So... That is no longer the case in many schools, but there are schools that, for instance, are literally called Christian schools. So that becomes a foundation, the basis for them to do that before they start the program at the school level. So to the extent that uh, I go to that particular school and I'm not of the Christian faith, um, they, they may, in, within the framework of their policies, have a particular level of justification uh, to prohibit me from practicing my faith if I want to participate in their school uh, system. But in terms of the constitution, you cannot discriminate people on the basis of uh, their creed or religion. We've seen it happening and it being upheld by the constitutional court. But let's not talk about that right now. I want us to talk about then in the one and a half minute that is remaining right now. The Republic of South Africa is facing uh, a, a downward spiral in our economy and many are suggesting it is because our leaders have lost their way they are full of corruption and they don't know what on god's green earth they're doing probably because we kicked out religion from schools your take sir well not necessarily i, I think uh, we have seen even uh, people in our high offices uh, uh, priests doing wrong things it doesn't necessarily mean that uh, the religion that they followed, they were preaching, it's it, it wrong. We must deal with the ethical and moral basis and conduct of each individual and, and, and judge them on that, on that particular uh, uh, conduct, not uh, generalize and afflict every other wrong things to a single uh, misdemeanor of an individual. What, what do you think is causing this proliferation of corruption in our country then? What do you think is the okay, cause of so look, much corruption? One of the things uh, in this country is the inequality caused in society uh, by capitalism and the role of money, where money has generated sense of status and how you get money in whatever way possible 
assist you to be in that particular status. We have seen, for instance, in communities, criminals living large and, 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 and having all these basic resources where hardworking South Africans have nothing. Why is and it so easy for people to, to go that route? That's my question, Mr. Mopayla. Why is it so easy for no, people to go that route of stealing what does not belong to them? It's reality. These are people that are living in a country that is almost 80% Christian religion, as, a, as, as an example. So uh, it, 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 this question of moral decay, they, they meet in all sections of society. It okay. has nothing to do with whether you are Christian or not. Okay. Uh, yeah, all right. All right. Thank you very much, Mr. Abayla. really appreciate your time. It's 9 o'clock. It's time for us to part ways from me, Nayelo Pondo, and I and the team. Have a wonderful evening and Godspeed.